Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. If you are struggling in a high-conflict relationship, divorce, custody battle, or co-parenting situation that requires individualized attention, let Chris and Lisa at Ben There Got Out hold your hand along the way while providing expert strategic guidance based on one's years of success as a pro se, coupled with the other's high-conflict divorce coach certification. Go to benthergotout.com. I will have that in the podcast notes. I've got an excellent guest. His name is Joe Gormley. He is the founder of Saving Fatherhood, which he organized in 2017. Saving Fatherhood seeks to glorify God by serving victims of broken families. They help fathers and families apply biblical principles to family challenges, including, but not limited to, separation, divorce, parental alienation, and any situation caused by, made worse by, or could be prevented by avoiding family court. To make this goal a reality, they promote their podcast, Private Counseling, Disciplineship and Group Bible Study for Divorced and Alienated Dads. Additionally, they participate in local and national political groups that seek to prevent family court tragedies through legislation. They raise money for their efforts through donations, selling logo apparel, and advertising. You can support and sponsor or purchase merchandise at www.savingfatherhood.org. And I welcome you, Joe Gormley. How are you doing? Hey, Marianne, (laughs) very glad to be here. I am doing better than I deserve. I'm glad. Um, Finally, you're on my show. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. When were, I I think, when were you on my show? It was 2020. It was, was a spring. It, was it? Mm-hmm. it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. It was 2019. That's when my I book thought came it out. might be. Yes, <laughs> it was a while ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lots changed since then, huh? Definitely. Uh, well, I've been and- excited watching your podcast grow, and uh, you know, I I even uh, even grabbed one of your guests a couple of weeks ago. Um, poor, uh, is it Kara? whose uh, son oh, yes. was uh, abused and uh, murdered. Uh, just mm-hmm. awful, awful mm-hmm. stuff. So, mm-hmm. so many wicked and evil things to address out there. And uh, you're doing a great job. I'm real excited to see you. Uh, well, I'm glad to see you too. Well, you're doing a lot of amazing things too. You've got a lot going on with um, Saving Fatherhood. It, tell us, tell us how, you know, how you got involved with it and how you've been doing with it. Because it seems like it's, it's a lot. Yeah, well, um, you know, just a, just an alienated dad that uh, lost custody of his child. And, um, you know, before I lost custody, I, I started a podcast and started uh, talking about it. And just like every other person that, that gets involved in this, I'm thinking I'm the only guy that's ever seen this. And mm-hmm. I'm going to come out there and I'm going to tell people what's going on. And, you know, everybody's going to grab their pitchforks and run down to the to the courthouse and then you find out this is really common. Mm-hmm. It happens to a lot of people. And um, so, you know, doing my best to try and convince new people. I mean, when I say new, I mean, new, newly alienated, uh, newly abandoned, um, you know, uh, newly divorced people that uh, trying to convince them just to stay away from the family court to try mm-hmm. and reconcile if possible, but if they can't, um, yeah, to stay away from that courthouse, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got started. But then, you know, um, after I found out that all these things were pretty common, I started to 
dig deep into the law and figured out, oh, government doesn't follow their own laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we all have that. Um, until you, until the boot of the government is on the side of your face, you kind of have that school, ro- uh, schoolhouse rock kind of uh, civics in your head, thinking mm-hmm. that their job is to promote justice, mm-hmm. fairness, yeah. the American way. It's not really true. I, I know, Marianne, I know your story is not not like that, right? No, no. I'm just like anyone else. I you go in there thinking the judge is going to be fair and do the right thing. And that's what we were taught when we were kids, right? In, yeah, in- justice always prevails, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> we, should, we should pay more attention in church when they say we're all wicked, evil sinners and not be so surprised when, when people sin against you, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, yeah, so I started, uh, I started trying to figure out what God would have me do uh, with this podcast. And, um, you know, I got involved in various political organizations, uh, trying to help out that way, went to lots of events, went to parental alienation seminars, uh, flew to Texas for one, did, um, did some marches in New Jersey and down in Washington, D.C., and some other events, and still doing those events, still going to seminars as I can, uh, trying to learn all I can to help other people. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it's just, it's really, it's really been a ministry um, event. You know, there's, there's so many people that need help, and nothing better when nothing better than to pour yourself into someone else's problems to realize that yours aren't so bad, you know? Very true. Yeah. So we kind of got like three, um, three things we do, right? So education, Mm -hmm. advocacy, and ministry. So the education piece, you know, um, actually I'm trying to make savingfatherhood.org just a, just a great place to go if you're, newly alienated or new to divorce. I'm trying to upload pro se litigant information. Um, big about psychology. If you listen to my podcast or uh, to the video, it's now more video because video is just so much easier. You know, we were talking about that before the show. Back when I started my podcast, I had to buy hundreds of dollars of equipment, thousands of dollars of equipment, you know, whatever, um, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And then you got to get the audio right on this side, that side. The video, you know, you, you upload it to YouTube. It does it all automatically for you or, or Zoom like we're doing here. It's just, it's so easy. It's great. So you don't need the mixers and things like that. So moving more towards video. Uh, and I just did that last month. So if anyone's listening, if they'd like to go to savingfatherhood.org slash YouTube, please, um, go ahead and subscribe. You know, everyone asks you to hit that subscribe button because it matters. It really matters as far as, you know, getting other visitors, you know, once you have some momentum, you get up there, um, then you get your own domain and things like that too. So, um, yeah, so videos big on, on the education piece. I'm also doing a lot with psychology. You know, I've, I've researched a lot as, as far as parental alienation goes and all the research is done by psychologists. And while I have a lot of um, respect for anybody who would engage a person in pain and suffering, 
uh, you know, and sit down with them and listen to their problems and try and help them through them. I really despise psychology. And I don't even think it should be allowed in the family court, certainly not in the capacity that it's in, um, uh, because it's, it's all subjective. It's just not <laughs> science, right? Oh, uh, and I, agree. and it's, I think it's antithetical to Christianity a good part of the time because there's so many different schools of thought. I, I won't, I'm not saying that all the time. I'm not saying all psychology is bad, but I really want to help guide people through that. So that's something we're trying to do. And I'd like to take some of the parental alienation um, research that's been done by some really great people who happen to be psychologists, and I'd like to translate it into um, biblical language you know, biblical mm -hmm. counseling as opposed to psychology. So that's part of the education piece. And I'm always looking for volunteers to help me with that, to research stuff, uh, to write articles. We're looking for, uh, you know, uh, people to do lots of different things. Uh, and we're starting to get some volunteers too. So we're excited about that. Um, advocacy piece. Um, I'm saving fatherhood and, and whoever uh, we get as volunteers are, are, involved in lots of different political things where i am i'm in new jersey and the premier uh political action group is called fan pack family advocate network political action committee um and we'd like to change a lot of things right we've got it we've had a shared parenting bill um going for years now and it's been sitting not getting voted on even though we've got we we had we had up to 30. Now the bill keeps getting renewed and changed because it, if you don't vote on it, it expires. Right. So mm -hmm. the bill, the bill sits there, nothing happens mostly because the bar association told the president of the Senate, Hey, bad bill. Don't vote for it because heck who, who wants to prevent the weaponization of children in the family court? That would be horrible. Right. And the monetization of children. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They are weapons and they are money. Uh, so anyway, we couldn't get it voted on because they knew it would pass mm -hmm. and that would cut attorneys uh, fees in half because you would only have half of what you fight about in family court left to fight over. So, so we got rid of that. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't get rid of it. We, we keep renewing it. And mm -hmm. so, but at one point we had a, up to uh, 30 of 120 legislators that were actually co-signers on the bill. They weren't just going to vote for it because it's a no-brainer and nobody wants to be labeled as the guy or the gal that didn't vote to de-weaponize children, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're still pushing with that. And the really exciting thing in New Jersey is this, the Senate president, who had a million dollars to keep his seat. That was his budget. Um, and that seat is the most highly spent um, in, in any uh, a state house representative race. You know, five grand's a big budget. 10 grand's a really big budget. This guy spends millions to keep this seat because literally before the pandemic, uh, this guy, Steve Sweeney, who was, who was the, uh, the president of the, of the Senate, you know, he ran the state. He told, he told the governor, Hey, I set the agenda. You need something done. You come talk to me. But the pandemic gave our, our governor a bunch of power, of course. But here we are last, uh, last week, this guy got beat. He lost his seat to a truck driver who had a budget of 160 bucks. Yeah. 
<laughs> pretty, pretty amazing. Excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, he was in there for 19, 20 years. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had a long, a long run. And um, so who knows? You know, a lot of people want to, you know, give commentary as if they know exactly why he got beat. He just got beat. That's it. That's the bottom line, you know. Um, so anyway, we're hoping that uh, the next uh, Senate president, which will be picked by the Democratic Party, because that's who's in charge of New Jersey. Um, hopefully they pick someone that's, you know, not in the in the pocket of the Bar Association. I mean, that's the bottom line, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, we'll see what happens because it's bipartisan. It's it's not it's not Republican. It's not Democrat. It's let's stop abusing children in the family court by keeping them from one parent or the other. It's mm-hmm. just that simple. You know, there's, there's absolutely no reason um, to, to prevent kids from seeing their parents. And, mm-hmm. and all it does is cause extra problems down the road. And they know mm-hmm. it. They know it. So that's one, that's one piece of uh, legislation we'd like to see. I, there's a couple more we're mm-hmm. working on. Um, no fault divorce and marriage licenses are at the top of my list. And I've actually spoken to uh, a lot of people about marriage licenses. I literally think that the marriage license is the key uh, to knocking down the whole, the whole house of cards because it's, it's the pin at the very front of uh, the bowling lane, you know, that you knock down that pin the right way. I think, I think you knock down everything. I agree. Totally. I, I was always, Hoping that, you know, we would never have to apply for marriage licenses. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, then they own you. You're a number. And then, then your, your number is in that courthouse. I just don't know why we have to do this. I think it should be up to the preacher, the priest, the rabbi to yeah. agree to marry you. That's, that's it. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's every marriage license out there that has no fault divorce attached to it negates the, the vows you take at the altar. And it just, it's not just one group that it negates. It negates everybody because it's a unilateral contract with the government, a contract that they can change at any time they want without your approval and you have to obey it, you know? And, and I don't think enough people really worry about that until you know, that everyone's, oh, well, you know, as long as my marriage is okay. Well, what about your kids? What about mm-hmm. your grandkids? The odds of you having it, if you have more than a couple of kids and end up with more than a few grandkids, you're going to definitely have somebody go through this family court and be subject to these mm-hmm. wicked regulations. Um, and that's what they are, too. They're not even regulations. They're rules. They're, they're, not, they're not created by legislation. They're created by bureaucrats, attorneys, judges, and probably a lot of legal clerks, you know, because we all know most of these judges don't read any of this stuff. You know, Mm-mm. they might've read it 20 years ago, you know? Mm-mm. No, there's a lot they don't read. <laughs> yeah. So we do that. Uh, so, so that's high on the agenda with advocacy. And then of course, uh, the, the final thing and the most important thing is, is our ministry. So mm-hmm. uh, Saving Fatherhood as a ministry, uh, we do a men's uh, divorced and or alienated men's Bible study that meets every other week. You can go to savingfatherhood.org and sign up. There's a link to a meetup group. 
And um, we're looking to set up a women's group as well. We got a couple of interested women. I used to have a, I used to have a parental alienation support group and uh, we got rid of that. Um, you know, we weren't really going anywhere with that. It's, you know, every time we have someone new come in, they're just, they want to tell their whole story and everybody's like, yeah, I, I have that same story. We all, we all know. And, and they're in there just like I was talking about, Hey, my situation's completely unique. No one ever heard it before. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. We did, you mm -hmm. know, and in a one-on-one -on -one situation or, or, or in our Bible study, you know, we're, we're learning to grow and uh, to understand God's design for our lives for our marriages. If we're not married now, maybe we'll be it again in the future. Whoever, whoever's uh, at the, at the, at the Bible study, but we're all growing and trying to understand. So one of the things we're doing right now, we've got um, a list of 23 reasons why suffering is a blessing. If you have the right response to it um, mm -hmm. and how God uses that, everybody wants to understand why God allows suffering. If God's so good, why does he allow suffering, right? So we're answering that question and we're dealing, we're dealing with it from the type of suffering that people going through family courts and divorces and parental alienation and not seeing your kids and being frustrated by the courts, all those problems. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we're studying right now. But, you know, later on, we'll study God's word it's in relationship to other issues that guys have. And then we're going to have a women's group, hopefully, too. We're looking for someone to lead it. Maybe you could lead it. <laughs> do you want uh, so we got that uh what else we're doing so um you know i just i you know just because of what i was involved in i had people send people to me and uh through church uh through friends and uh, i started doing something that um i called defibrillator counseling mm -hmm. and basically that's just what i do to scare people out of going to family court hopefully scare them into cherishing their marriage and staying married if possible. Mm -hmm. um, because, and, and, and not cherishing it in so much as, uh, how do I say this? So sometimes, you know, you've got somebody that just wants to leave that just, you know, you, you can't stop them. And we got to recognize that there's just nothing you can do, but sometimes, you know, they're willing to stay, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and God's word, if you, it says it, if, if your unbelieving spouse, spouse is willing to stay, you need to honor that, honor your, your covenant uh, commitment to that marriage and your covenant commitment to your children. Because, you know, I, I, and I have, and I can go really deep into my story that, that impacts my opinion on that. I had, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of guys, you know, have, uh, have breakups when their wife goes through postpartum. And, and, and that was my situation. My, my mm -hmm. ex left me two months after my daughter was born for eight months. And uh, really I actually had just become a Christian the year before and uh, wasn't very sanctified and, uh, you know, finally got on my knees and started really repentant mm -hmm. of uh, some serious sin when mm -hmm. she left. And then I, I got her to come back. And we never really had a very good marriage. Uh, and then she, that was 2005 when she came back. She left again for the last time, 2012. Although we stayed married for six years, we didn't live together. Um, and the divorce took three years but mm -hmm. of that time. But I'll never regret 
the time that I had to, to actually be a dad, not to be an every other weekend visitor, but to be a dad for my daughter. And, um, you know, so I didn't have a good marriage. So what? I mean, I tried, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you can do. So I try and do some defibrillator counseling for people who think that, oh, you know, the kids would be so much better off if, if, if we weren't fighting in front of them, if we just got divorced, like that's going to make it better. Never heard anyone tell me that makes it better. Not, a, not one. I've heard people say that they know a couple, this mysterious couple. <laughs> I know someone, right. you know, and it was better. But if they do, they don't really know them intimately. They might know them at a very shallow level. So um, then the other thing now we've also got, we're, we're, we're planning on participating on a lot of stuff, praying, praying the COVID is over and the spring comes up and we get back to, uh, you know, getting out in the, um, out in the real world. And, uh, we had, uh, purchased a tent for one of the marches down in DC and, uh, we had a prayer tent for that. And we want to take that prayer tent to a whole bunch of local, local events on Saturdays where we'll, um, tell people about these issues that we're talking about in the family court. And obviously we recognize if we start to educate some people, we're going to run into people who they've already been through it. Maybe they didn't know that there were um, other people going through the same stuff and then we can pray and minister to those people. So we want, so we don't get that prayer tent out there. Uh, we also want to bring that prayer tent probably to, uh, we got several marches and events we're going to be at uh, Brian Lee is going to have, uh, now he didn't have this last year, last March, but he's going to have his Na- uh, Nancy Schaefer event again uh, at the end of March. Nancy Schaefer was a Georgia state senator who was murdered um, shortly after she had made some announcements about um, spilling the beans on child protective services in this country. So she was, uh, you know, it, it, a lot of people want to, keep her memory alive because she really was a great advocate for children and and families um and then there's going to be two more marches one in trenton and one in dc sponsored by FanPAC, the family advocate network political action committee up here in new jersey uh, so we want to initiate a couple of marches certainly uh, look for everybody around the country invite all our friends out there americans for equal shared parenting and everybody with a podcast and anybody we can, that we can get, you know, I mean, it seems like, um, it seems like the community is getting, getting less. Um, oh, what's the word I want to use? Um, less dive, less distracted and more focused. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, COVID that's focused, but I think a lot of people are, you know, just like you and I are doing, sharing each other's uh, microphones, getting on each other's shows, want to promote each other. We got to get pe- we got to get people aware of the wickedness in family court. And mm-hmm. and I think if there is any kind of opportunity to get people on uh, aware, it's there's people out there that have suffered from COVID that said, "Oh my gosh, the mm-hmm. government doesn't obey their own laws." <laughs> I didn't know that, you know, and, and just like when we first got the family court, wait, wait, wait a minute, where's, where's my bill of rights? Where's mm-hmm. my, where's my fifth amendment? So I, I don't have to incriminate myself. Where, what do you mean? You don't, you, you guys don't care about perjury. You're not going <laughs> to enforce that. Huh? What, well, where's my jury? 
I don't get a jury. I just, there's just one judge. Wait, I need to call more witnesses because you, no, I can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, they make up the rules as they go along. Oh my gosh, it's crazy, isn't it, Marianne? It so, is. Yeah. It's very so that's it. That's it. You asked me what we're doing. That's what we're up to right now. So that's that's enough. That's all we got. Uh, you know what? But you know, we get out in those tents. We're gonna, you know, collect names, uh, promote. Uh, you know, you, it's just the groundwork. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta block and tackle. You gotta get out there and. And mm-hmm. talk to people. It's not nothing fast. You know, if you want to get politicians to do anything, you either got to get them votes or money. And mm-hmm. most people I know that go through the family court don't come out the other side with a lot of money. Right. You know? Right. So how's your movie going? Get, getting it funded? <laughs> he is partially funded. And he's nice. looking for an A-list director, actress. He's ready to go. It's not going to be like based on my story it's going to be inspired off the book. Yeah. Well, I read the book. I remember reading the book a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. uh, it's a great story. So it's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's well told. It's, it's, I thought it was a quick read, mm-hmm. you know, um, you think uh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some expanding on that. I mean, or, or mm-hmm. is it, is, is, did you do the, uh, the script right out of that or. Well, um, my publisher, I had given her a book of 324 pages <laughs> and she said, there's a lot of good information in here, but we're going to have to shorten this up. And okay. I said, I said, okay, let, well, we work together and we shortened it up and we made it readable for someone who's under stress, duress of family court to make it more of a uh, manual to help get you through family court. You know, oh. she, you know, that was, you got a good publisher because I'll tell you what, I read another book on parental alienation and it was so hard to get through. It was just tragedy, tragedy. You know, you're just like, you, you can't do it anymore. And people who've been through it kind of know what to expect. I mean, you know, not everybody can read a horror flick, you know, mm-hmm. horror, horror book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I, and then I know another parental alienation book. Do you know, do you know uh, Monica Giglio? she was a no. parental alienation survival coach was her web uh website um she actually did my logo back here mm. it's a beautiful logo thank you mm-hmm. um yeah she painted that and anyway she wrote a book and uh, she put like one chapter on parental alienation and then a chapter of like recipes and then another chapter on parental alienation and then like um she reverted back to a a memory in her childhood, you know, with, uh, with her uh, siblings and friends. So she just kind of split it up that way. So like you shortened it. That's, you got to do that. I think mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I think it was probably easier for the producer. It's almost like handing him a screenplay, but then he had to do his own screenplay off of it. But um, yeah, his name is James Russell of Manx Motion Picture Studios up in Canada. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so who are the guests you have uh, coming on next? Oh, I've got, um, you know, I've got a return guest, uh, Dar- Darlene Orvieto on. She'll be coming back on. Um, Melissa Toon, she'll be back on. I'm mm-hmm. trying to look at my calendar from here. <laughs> but I've got, uh, you know, a um, um, lot of guests coming back on. Okay. And some new ones. 
I think I've got an idea for you. I got something I'm going to try. You might want to try it too. I, I, I get all my good ideas. I steal from someone else. So if I share an idea, feel free to steal it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, you know, it's actually, uh, on November 17th, I should talk about this. So I have, uh, an atheist who I'm a friend with, who's a very nice atheist who I really like. I really like Will, uh, and Will Turbot. He's, uh, he's from fake Mike real news is his, uh, website or that's his YouTube channel. Anyway, he's also got a radio, he's got a radio show and three or four different YouTube uh, pages. And each one of them has, I don't know, about 11, 12,000 people registered on them. So he's got a decent audience. Uh, We're going to debate, we're going to do a theological debate on the 17th. So all my podcasts are, if they're live, they're on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. If they're um, not live, they might, they might be anytime. But the, uh, Wednesday the 17th, we're going to do a theological debate on the historicity of Jesus Christ. I will be arguing in the affirmative that, uh, that Jesus did exist, and uh, there is great evidence of that, and he's going to argue in the negative. So he's going to argue against Jesus actually existing. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to both have 20-minute um, opening dialogues uh, followed by uh, a rebuttal period where we'll ask each other specific questions and answers based on what we had talked mm-hmm. about and then we'll have closing remarks and then audience will get to ask questions well that'll be good that'll be interesting oh so what he does though on his show he goes out i mean he's got in front of some pretty big politicians and interviewed them on the spot you know with sticking a microphone in their face and calling them to the carpet on various things um and some big names too uh so i'm like why am i not doing that why am I not going out to my local family court and waiting in the weeds early in the morning or late in the evening, whichever, you know, for a judge to come by and hold them to hold them to account for what they did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're, we're unaware of this stuff. You just, we just can't afford for one to go into the appellate court process. You know, when you got to spend 30, $40,000 just on documents mm-hmm. uh on the uh you have to if you know if anybody listen doesn't know what, what happens if you if you want to file an appeal to your case you actually have to pay for these transcripts it, well this is new jersey anyway new jersey the transcripts average about three thousand dollars a day so you got a five-day trial you're looking at fifteen thousand dollars you know my trial happened to be 13 days so it was about almost 40, it was between 30 and $40,000 for the transcripts. Needless to say, I didn't file an appeal. Uh, it just wasn't practical. I'd actually, I actually went pro se in my, in my trial because I was uh, saving money for psychologists and therapy. So, and I, and, you know, so I did the budget for that. And I, again, I didn't think there was any way I was going to lose the way I did. So, Yeah thought I could do it. It's, it's really tough pro se, being a pro se litigant. Were you a pro se litigant, Marianne? Still, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I started off with attorneys. You know, I think a lot of people start off with them and then they're not mm-hmm. helping you or, or they can't help you because they're up against such collusion that, they, that they're not able to really help you. They're trying right. to, but they can't. Right. Well, they, and they have a tendency to want to work 
inside the system. You know, they're just, it's, it's this, it's, it's not the, it's not the greatest system, but it's the best we can do under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. So mm-hmm. yeah, I bet yeah. It's all- now we can do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we know our cases better than anyone else. Well, no, I mean, we can do a lot better by getting a new system. Mm-hmm. The system Definitely. is horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. You know, I, I, I literally, you know, when you, in, in ancient Israel, if you go in, in, in the Old Testament, I mean, if somebody left, it was, you're divorced. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. done. Somebody left. But in the United States, because of no-fault divorce, the person who unjustly leaves is able to then drag you into court and force you to do things against your will. Mm-hmm. And and take your kids, you know. I mean, you never. I mean, the person who left. I mean, if you decide that you can't meet your commitments, how do you end up profiting from that? That's just mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It happens, well, right? Right, and a lot of people think, well, just just walk away. Just you know, you don't have to go back there. You don't have to go back to family court. Yes, you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then and then there's always you know being drugged back into family court for the rest of your life. So you know mm-hmm. that's that's a very common thing as well. So um, yeah, so we we I, I'd love to destroy it. It's just not that easy mm-hmm. to destroy uh, this this family court system. But we got to make people aware. I mean, people just don't know. Mm-mm. And even when you tell them, you know, they don't want to hear it. You mm-hmm. know, that's like. Uh, you know, people don't want to hear that uh, you should have a right to whatever. You know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's not their desire, people don't want to hear that you should have a right to decide what kind of medicine goes in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, that's the hot topic, right? Mm-hmm. So, listen, if they don't, if they think they can force you to take a, a needle, you think, you think they're going to care if you lose your kids? Right, right. And and they're yeah. more concerned about illegal aliens losing their kids and being separated, but they really could care less about American families being destroyed via CPS or a vengeful spouse. Yeah, so I've got a couple I've got a I got one fellow um who had some really horrible dealings with CPS here in New Jersey. And um he's got some really good video. So we're going to expose that. Uh, maybe we'll get out, do some interviews. Maybe we'll target some some of the folks that were involved and get them on the record, get them on mm-hmm. camera, right? Mm-hmm. And let people see what's going on, mm-hmm. you know? Because people don't believe. But no. they don't believe it unless they see it. A lot of people don't. I was just talking to a fellow today, and he had no. he asked me what family court corruption was, and I explained it to him. He goes... Well, you know, I've been through this, but, you know, and I said, well, do you know where your child support money is going? Do you know how, have you heard of Title 4D? He didn't know what that was. So I explained that to him and he was like, are, are you kidding? I said, this is a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is bigger than racehorses and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, but, the sport of kings. This is bigger. Well, you know, if you, if you watch that movie Divorce Corp, which is getting dated now i think Mm -hmm. it's almost a decade it's at least a decade old 
um, they say 50 billion, right? So the, they say the marriage industry is 1 billion and, and the divorce industry is 50 billion. So that's a lot of money. And I, you know, that's pre COVID dollars, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you hadn't noticed your dollars aren't worth what they were before COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so there's that but um yeah you know i i am encouraged though i'm encouraged by the um the ability for people like us to still have a voice mm-hmm. even though uh, we're being shadow banned periodically mm-hmm. uh, you know shadow banning is that's that's what they call it when they don't like your narrative and they block you on some of the social media. I mean, literally it's so hard mm-hmm. to get through. And actually, I mean, listen, if you're, if you're listening to me, to, to, to me on uh, the Marianne Petrie show here on slam the gavel, please go to savingfatherhood.org slash YouTube and hit the subscribe button because that helps us from getting shadow banned. And right now that's where I need the help. I, you know, my, my audio podcast, I have more listeners and I'm, now I'm trying to transition them over to um, video. So that would be real helpful. Yeah, it's uh, savingfatherhood.org slash YouTube. Um, please uh, sign up there. And I got lots of stuff you can sign up for there too. And we're going to have more stuff. Um, yeah, pro se litigant stuff, working on that. Uh, some free information for people uh, that to, to put out there. I've got a chart for where to find all your, how to find your legislators. It's just, I mean, some of this stuff, you know, I, you know, some people might say, well, that's not hard to find. Well, you know, when you're, when you first get hit mm-hmm. with this stuff, like a ton of bricks and, you know, if you've been doing it a while, yeah, you, you, you know where to find stuff, but you don't know where to find stuff. You, you know, you have, and everybody thinks that they're going to go and, you know, someone's going to come out and, it's going to be an attorney. It's going to sit down with them. The state's going to pay for it. You know, Oh, I get a public defender. You don't get a public defender. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I remember I, you know, I, was, I, was, I remember uh, ministering to a guy in the family court in the, in the lobby there at our local uh, family court there. And he's like, where do I go to get a, a, a public defender? I said, criminal court. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I'm in family court. I said, no, you don't get it one here. Everybody's guilty here, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what it is. You know, I, 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 you ever heard of Chris Ann Hall? No. She's got a great podcast. It's all about constitutional law and how we don't follow it. So, mm-hmm. you know, actually I met a guy at, uh, at the Nancy Schaefer event back in 2017. I was down at Brian Lee's event down in which he, Everyone should try and go to uh, in March. And uh, I met this other fellow, and he told me about Chris Ann Hall. He said, you got to learn the Constitution. He's like, it's not what you think it is. Don't go into family court thinking you're going to have, uh, you're going to be able to claim the Bill of Rights. I mean, they won't violate the Third Amendment, but they'll violate every other one. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know what the Third Amendment is, that's the quartering of troops. So they will not try and, you know, put a, a howitzer in your backyard or, or you know, <laughs> right. pop, some pop tents. Don't worry about that. Nobody's going to do that. But they're going to violate every other amendment in the Bill of Rights. Especially so, the 14th, the 5th, and the 9th. <laughs> yeah, the 5th, the 9th. Um, the 1st, the 1st mm-hmm. is the biggest, right? So you've got five freedoms in the, in the 1st Amendment. You've got uh, 
freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, freedom of press, uh, freedom of uh, assembly, and, and freedom uh, uh, to redress to uh, your grievances to the, to the government. Well, speech, yeah, the gag order, bang, that's gone. Say, you know, press is part of that. You know, that, although, you know, so the different pieces of our government will say, well, I, you have to be a part of the press. You have to be a newspaper. We don't even have that. You know, press, meaning your ability to publish, right? Well, what happens, you know, they, they tell you, no, you're not allowed to po post anything on Facebook about this case. You can't do it. You know, that's freedom of press. They violate that. Uh, freedom to assemble. They got us with in COVID. And they've got a crazy definition of what freedom of assembly means. But mm -hmm. you got to go back to what the founding fathers wrote. They wrote in the um, Federalist Papers in, in great detail what they were trying to accomplish when they wrote a document that only takes 27 minutes to read. I don't think there's I, I – I, when, when do you think the last time was that someone in Washington wrote a document that only took 27 minutes to read? You know, do you think, what about that bill they passed the other day? How many people do you think read that? <laughs> no one, no one read it. No, no, no one's reading uh, anything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that whole, and, and then freedom of religion, man. I mean, the whole family, I got, I got my judge, man, they went after me on religion. Well, you know what my ex did? She said, oh, no. she, I gave up drinking for, I think 12 or 13 years, something like that. My, uh, my ex was on a lot of drugs and, uh, well, that really didn't matter at that point, but I, I had, um, I had, uh, been a smoker and I was convicted. I wanted to try and stop smoking. My daughter was one year old. My, my ex had just moved back in the house and I'm like, I got to quit smoking. And in order to quit smoking, I had to quit drinking, but I gave it up for, you know, years and years. And then finally, um, and I, and there's learned a lot of benefits to not drinking at all. So, and I, and I wasn't, there was no way I was going to start drinking again until my ex filed a motion. And in the motion, she said that I gave up my addictions for alcohol and food. And now I was addicted to religion. I'm like, I made, I, I made Are a bunch of calls. I'm like, who wants to go drink with me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I went out, I had one beer one red wine and one white wine. I couldn't finish any of them. They didn't taste good at all. Mm -hmm. Like after over a decade of not touching a thing. So, mm -hmm. but uh, now, now, now I drink rye. That's my thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like rye. You take a little bit, you just sip that and, and you know, it's got a lot of punch to it. So you don't, if, if it doesn't have punch to it, I end up drinking too much. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, you drink some kind of pina colada or something sweet like that, and you're just like, "That's fattening." Oh, it's good. Boop. You don't even know it's gonna hit you. <laughs> right. So, um, what are you guys drinking, Al Quippa? Still drink Iron Iron City? I don't. Well, you know, my husband drinks make Miller Light. I, I think they still make it. I <laughs> I don't know. I stick to Moscato. That's all I you know, or I might mix some vodka with that. I don't know. Depends on what I'm in the mood to mix it with. Marianne lives in Aliquippa, which is near Pittsburgh, and that's where I went to college. So we drank some of the local beer there called mm -hmm. Iron City. No, I didn't tell you I moved. Yeah. Where'd you move to? By the airport. By the Pittsburgh airport or yeah. by the Aliquippa airport? <laughs> by the Pittsburgh airport, where, where, where the big planes take off. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I used to drive. I just drive by there all the time on my way to Weirton. You know where Weirton is? Oh yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. So literally, I. Um. So I went to college in Allegheny County, but uh, I worked out of Wheeling for five years. Wheeling and Morgantown, and I had uh, I had 23 counties in West Virginia as my sales territory, and then I had the Northern Panhandle, and in a couple a uh, couple of counties in Ohio over there, Steubenville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know your area. Yeah. So, um. Nice. Yeah. So, what else? Uh, what else you got going on? That's about all I got. Oh well, but just I, you know, <laughs> just a lot of people. You, you know, saying that, you know, we're running these podcasts, we're just doing a lot of talking, but there's nothing happening. There's no action. It's nothing's, nothing's going on and nothing can get accomplished. Well, you know, I had a guy saying the same thing on my Saving Fatherhood Facebook group, um, which I think groups on Facebook are phenomenal because you it, listen if you are just getting into this if you just found out you're alienated or just you're going to go to court you can't be talking on a public platform you just got to keep your mouth shut because everything you say is going to be used against you not can be it will be you know it's all going to be documented they're going to pull it down and you really want to try and just have as little documentation to defend in court as possible because it costs money. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're sitting there ringing up the bill, mm-hmm. you know, talking about nothing. And the judge will sit there and talk about, let you talk about nothing. They're not going to stop you, especially if you're a pro se litigant. Mm-hmm. They'll let you ramble on for days and days. And then they'll tell you, uh, you know, uh, you wasted our time. And that's why I'm going to grant your spouse. You're going to have to pay their legal fees. So that's that's another thing too. Oh, got to be watchful for that. But no, the guy you're talking, you know, you're talking about somebody saying we're not doing anything. Um, yeah, these things take time. Mm-hmm. You want to change law? They didn't change the way they are overnight. We just weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Problem. So we didn't get here overnight. No fault divorce came about in 1969. Um, it was. In the 60s, we had, um, let's talk about the causes of, uh, of the family court, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the 60s, we got the war on poverty, mm-hmm. which incentivized mothers in poor communities to divorce their husbands in order to get more support money, mm-hmm. right? Brilliant idea. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, you know, we've got the, you know, after the Civil War, um, the church is never the same in America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got hit up with, uh, you know, this thing called Darwinian evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody thinks, oh, you know, God doesn't exist. Well, guess what? You know what? Um, God's just not blessing us with the things we're doing in this country. You know, we're living off of past blessings. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion you know, take it or leave it. But um, those things all led up to uh, the things that caused so many divorces. You know, we've got the sexual revolution, we've got uh, abortion pills, and people are now freer sexually, so they don't want to obey God's will in marriage. So people are cheating more often. 
you know, adultery now, like who even says adultery? It's not even a big deal to anybody, you know, it's all over TV. I can't even watch TV. Mm-hmm. It's just horrible. You know, I sit there and think about, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just horrible. I, mm-hmm. I, and I, I used to, it's very predictable to me anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you watch? You watch anything good? Um, you know, I just watch older movies. <laughs> you know, I just stay away from the news. Um, I've got my friends talking about the news as it is. So I just listen to them. So it's like the news. <laughs> what do you think about feminism and, and what's it done to um, marriages and the family court? Do you think it's had an impact? Oh, it's had an impact. It's been a negative impact. Um, as I was being raised, um, uh, I was really not raised to be a feminist. Uh, I, re- I remember trying to open up a jar of something. And I said to my mother, I said, I need a man to open this jar. Because <laughs> I was like 12. And she goes, you don't need a man. And she took the jar from me and she opened it. But, oh you know, she wasn't into feminism. It just wasn't our bag. Um, it really hasn't done much. What has it done? I don't well, see anything. Like you said, I think it's done a lot of negative things, right? Yeah. It's just, and women are constantly complaining mm-hmm. that they don't have a strong male. There's not enough strong men. There's not enough strong male leaders. My gosh. I mean, yeah, because we've taught them not to be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, you know, I think feminism lies to women about, mm-hmm. you know, um, motherhood. It demeans motherhood. They hate motherhood. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, have, you, have you been, how, how have you been demeaned as far as your motherhood goes by a feminist? Has um, anyone ever said anything to you? No one's really ever, well, see, bear in mind, I've worked with nurses. So if they were complaining about changing diapers, we all were <laughs> because we were changing diapers at home. We'd go to work and we'd be changing diapers. So we kind of, kind of joke that we're just changing diapers all the time. But, you know, um, I don't know. Um, I, I guess I worked with very nice people that didn't go, weren't into that. I, well, I've always said Western Pennsylvania is one of the nicest places to be. I mean, there's a lot of nice people. I, first time I drove out to Pittsburgh, I got to a four-way stop, and all three people were telling me to go. I thought this was a trick. You know, I was used to Route 1 in North Jersey, you know. You don't want to go on Route 1 in North Jersey. <laughs> you better watch your life. But, yeah, you know, so I just – I know so many women that have, have uh, felt like they were forced into – careers that they weren't really that into and that when they finally had kids later in life they were lucky to have one and they're like Mm -hmm. man I I wish I would have had five Mm -hmm. you know and honestly we uh, we're lucky you know people complain about immigration we're lucky we have the immigrants we have because we're not making enough babies (laughs) we're just not you know and and if we're not careful we're going to end up like Japan or China where, Mm -hmm. where they have real problems you know, people say that the pandemic's this, you know, the whole, you know, remember the, remember the original thing? We got to flatten the curve in two weeks. I remember when they said that, I'm like, I said, what's that mean? Someone mm-hmm. said, well, you know, if we don't have enough, uh, if, 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 if the hospitals get overwhelmed, we're going to be in trouble. And I said, oh, that's, that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, guess what? If we have, if we don't have enough young people working in hospitals and we have too many elderly because the elderly didn't have any kids. Yeah. You're going to have a real problem. Mm-hmm. And people don't think about it that way. You know, that's what happened. And it's already happening with, with uh, you know, this whole social security thing, which I don't like social security at all. I think it's, yeah, I know you don't like it because of title four D. Um, but mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, we, we killed 65 million babies and, and, you know, we think that we're going to support a Ponzi scheme like social security. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not, I mean, it doesn't, and it does, I mean, that's a joke anyway, because they, they fun, they use it as a funnel for all kinds of other things. Like they pay for family courts mm-hmm. with social security, right? Definitely. At least oh, that. Yeah. yeah. That and CPS and foster care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all comes through Social Security. Mm-hmm. People don't they want know to, this. They, they want, no, people don't know that. You know, we, we don't even know it. You know, actually, I, I met a woman on LinkedIn who I'm going to have on my show soon, too. Um, you should have her on, too. She, she's written a book about the funding of, four, of, um, of family courts and uh, CPS and foster care. And um, so I'm really interested. I want to mm-hmm. learn from her how to do calculation because you know anybody can go to um you go to what's the website for a social security administration website and you just search for title 4d and you'll get a whole list of the law and how it's structured but calculating how they pay them mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I don't understand that so right and I, I really want to learn that yeah and each state varies so why isn't well, it the and, same across the board? Why isn't it the same? Well, it shouldn't be. Well, they shouldn't be doing it at all because right, the state, right, exactly, it's the state right. You know, that's the Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment says that's you know how they violate the Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment says if it's not if if it's not enumerated in the Constitution, that power, if that power is not specifically granted to the federal government, it's not theirs. Which means they can't vote on it. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything. They can't fund it. They can't talk about it. It's not theirs. It belongs to the state or the people. And when they said the state or the people, what they meant was the, the independent state. That's not hard to understand, but or, it, or people have a right to that. It could be something that a state constitution says, we, we don't, we don't step into this. We don't do this. And the family is one of the three spheres of, of authority given in the Bible. The Bible gives three spheres of authority. It gives the government. God gives us the government. He gives us the family. And he gives us the church. Mm-hmm. And those three spheres have specific enumerated powers. Mm-hmm. And we're not supposed to go. Where do you think that enumerated thing came from? No. <laughs> so yeah yeah it's all a big mess it's got to you know i don't know i'm just very frustrated with it all yeah well i'm 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 over and done with being frustrated with it you know i just uh just gotta pray a lot uh leave it in god's hands you know my favorite bible verse is genesis 50 20 it says what you meant for evil, God meant for good, for the saving of many lives, as is happening today. And that was said by Joseph to his 11 brothers, 10 of which 
threw him in a pit. We're going to kill him. And instead, they sold him into slavery, thinking they did him a solid. Ugh. Mm. Thanks for that, you know? <laughs> and he spends 15 years in slavery and in jail mm-hmm. before he becomes the second most powerful man in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And there he is. And all his brothers come with their hand out going, feed me, feed me. And it's him. And he mm-hmm. says, and he forgives them. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do that for my ex, have her come groveling for food, and, you know. But that's, but, oh, instead, I, oh, that's right. I, I cut her some big checks every, every week. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Not groveling. There's no groveling there because no one acknowledges that uh, abandonment is a crime. Mm-hmm. And there's or no a violation remorse. of the covenant. Right. There's no remorse. These people don't care what they do to you. I'm telling you. People that we don't listen, there's, there's no such thing as me having one idea of what justice is and you having a different idea and you can have your own truth and I can have my own truth. It doesn't work. It's, it's we're, one of us is going to be right. And one of us is wrong. But if our laws are going to continue to be subjective, mm-hmm. you know, if we're going to continue to judge people, not on whether or not they murdered somebody, but mm-hmm. what kind of anger they had when they were murdering mm-hmm. them. You know, these, these hate crime legislations, like what is it? If you murder somebody, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. If you were hating on them because they're LGBT or you're hating on them because they're white or you're hating on them because they had tattoos or you're hating on them. Well, you, I don't care why you killed them. You killed them. And that's mm-hmm. against the law. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you steal a child, Mm -hmm. that should be against the law. You would think. Sadly, it's not. Mm -hmm. No. No. Depending on your sphere of authority. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the the Bible verse I like is Matthew 16, 19. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So I figure... When God meets the people that did this to me, he's going to have a field day with them. Well, you know, that's a regular prayer of mine too. You know, so all of our sins, we're, we're all wicked and evil. Every one of us is broken. Sin is all over the world, but there's, and we, and we owe a debt. We owe a big debt, a debt we can't afford to pay. So it's either going to get paid in hell or it's going to get paid for at the cross and i pray that my persecutors have their sins paid for at the cross Mm -hmm. just like mine were paid for um forgiveness is huge we all got to forgive our exes and our persecutors and that's a hard thing though when you when you still can't see your kid right Mm mm-hmm or they brainwash them and stockholm syndrome them to end um make them mentally ill. Right. I mean, I think sometimes, I mean, I, I just think some things are just so beyond, beyond the beyonds. Well, you know what they say is if you can't, the, the way you know if you've forgiven someone is if you can pray for them. And if you can't pray for them, pray for the strength to pray for them later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and some days you can pray for them. Some days you might you might struggle. The good news mm-hmm. is that, you know, 
you know, Jesus says those who can't forgive can't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. But there's also no unforgivable sin. So, and it's it's really your faith in God's ability to strengthen you and get you to that place where you can forgive mm-hmm. eventually. Well, you know, I remember, I won't keep you much longer because, <laughs> but I remember. Wow, we're just starting to talk about my favorite topic. Jesus, I know. come on. <laughs> well, I, I was... <laughs> I was, you know, you know how they, uh, these attorneys make you go to co-parent counseling, right? <laughs> like that's a big fix, right? And so the counselor asked me, you know, what do I think about him? And I said, well, I, I pray for him. Mm. And at the time I did, I, I prayed for him. Right. Um, but that made him meaner. He got meaner as we went along. Did he? Yeah. Why? don't know but i mean he got to the point where he stormed out of co-parent counseling and this wasn't even reported to the judge actually my attorney said that he was volatile i'm going well why isn't this being told to the judge as he is legally abducting my children mm. so so were, were you just like right in front of him with your bible open like praying on him and going like i should have i should have maybe i should take <laughs> some mean, holy water made him mad how do you get mad <laughs> I don't know. He he just got um, angrier as you know these sessions went on. And Did you then, do a Benny Hinn to him and like push him down on the ground like you're healed? Yeah. I should. <laughs> I should. People don't like that. No. I wouldn't do that. That's no. bad. No. Doesn't work either. That's all phony. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just. Um, I think some of these people. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say anything too off the wall, but I think an exorcism may be needed for some of these people. Well, you know, even secular, secular psychology steals a lot of stuff from the Bible and then they twist it, you know, and, and secular psychology will tell you that you need to forgive for you, right? Mm-hmm. It'll say, you know, just for your own health, for your own mental health, because if mm-hmm. you bottle up, and they're they're absolutely right in a mm-hmm. way, that if you bottle up that anger, right, mm-hmm. you're and and you grow you grow from anger into bitterness. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just that's just mental poison, you know. That that's literally that's literally mental poison. You're gonna cause yourself more anguish. Um, but I will tell you this: I mean, if you, if you know, that's not the reason you should forgive. You should forgive because you've been forgiven, right? Mm -hmm. And in order to have faith in God, you've got to be able to have faith that not only that he loves you and knows you, but he loves your spouse. He loves your ex-spouse. He loves all of his creation. That humans are made unique in the image of God and, and that, uh, you know, he really, he really does love us and know us. Mm-hmm. Even on our sin, he loves us. I mean, Jesus loved us from the cross when, you know, people are yelling at him, crucify him, crucify him. You know, it's just, he, he came to, he loved us before we loved him. And that's always the case. So who knows? You know, I, listen, my, my greatest prayer is for my ex to embrace Christ, embrace forgiveness, forgive me, but not for my sake, but for my daughter's sake. You know, and for her sake, you know, um, because that's what she needs. I, I literally, honestly, I, 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 I would love to see her in heaven because guess what? 
Mm-hmm. All those sins she's fond of now, they don't exist in heaven, so she can't do them. Mm-hmm. Think about it that way, huh? You know, right. your right. ex, who's wicked and evil now, full of bitterness, hate, and rage, in heaven, if they, if, if they make it there, cause, and, and this is the greatest thing. They're never, no, but none of us make it on our own deeds. We make it on what Christ did, his deeds on the cross. So if, if they get there, they won't be able to do any of those wicked things anymore. They're going to be in a perfect, sinless body. Mm-hmm. How, how cool is that? You're like, <laughs> I remember you when you did bup, bup, bup. <laughs> I think that's a good, that's a good, yeah. uh, it's a good thought, you know? Excellent. Well, hey, you know, I'd like to have you back on the podcast if you want to come back on. Anytime, anytime. Uh, you know, you've got to come back on mine and, and, you know, maybe I think we should do like uh, some panels, you know, mm-hmm. like we get like some topics and, you know, maybe, maybe promote a panel with like four or five, six of us, you know, just get out there and do some things like that um, mm-hmm. in, uh, in chat rooms on Facebook or on, on a podcast live. Have you done any live yet? No. Live's fun. Yeah. Live's fun. <laughs> yeah. You mess up a lot. Just, no. just like, just like the little technological issues we were having at the beginning of the show. Yeah. You know, those, when they're live, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll have you on mine live and we'll do, we'll get, you know, get a group of people, you know, we'll get some, some folks talking about this, you know, before, maybe before March. Can you make it to a March? You got any, you got any marches that you're going to, or do you know any events that I should know about? I don't know of any. Um, okay. Huh. I, I, I can't think of anything just off, off the top of my head. Hmm. All right. Well, there's, you know, for anyone listening here at the end of the show, when we're just about to hang up, there's um, March, the end of March is um, the Nancy Schaefer Memorial event. Nancy Schaefer mm-hmm. is the woman that was murdered down in Georgia. She was a state Senator about to spill the beans on CPS and the family mm-hmm. court system and all the abuse that uh, goes on. And certain people weren't happy with her and they, they offered, do you know the actual story behind that? It, oh, they, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So her husband, supposedly, this is the thing that kills me. Grandfather with like 15 kids, 15 grandkids, like ton, ton of them. I don't know exactly how many. I'm, I, someone else come back and go, it's 14, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he supposedly shoots his wife and then commits suicide in their bedroom. And there's no reason there's no there, none of the none of the little uh Mm-mm. tips that that would that would make you think they're gonna commit suicide were there like you know s- significant debt or any real debt at all really um and just just you know with all his grandparents you know you got 15 grandkids you're gonna have 15 reasons not to kill yourself are you kidding me you know yeah, so, yeah that's no they, they were assassinated yeah Without a doubt, without a doubt, it's just uh, we just don't. There's got to be evidence out there somewhere. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. So and then we're gonna do a couple marches. We're gonna do a DC march with FanPack, Family Advocate Network, Political Action Committee. Come by, visit us if you're in one in another state. We'd love to hear what you're doing. F A N P A C N J dot org. Um, you know, we love to hear about success stories if you got any. And then I, I got to promote my Bible study. Uh, we're doing 23 reasons that suffering is a blessing. It's all about how you respond to it. So, um, 
you know, come out and visit, go to savingfatherhood.org, click on the link that says divorced and or alienated dad's Bible study. That's a big mouthful. I couldn't come up with a shorter name. If you think of one, let me know. Well, this happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, don't That's jump I off. I wanted to invite. I'm like, uh, you know, because I run into different guys. Like some guys aren't alienated at all, but they go through divorce and it was devastating to them. You know, <laughs> they, you know, you, your spouse leaves you. It's like, why? What? Why? You're, oh, and they're doing this or doing that and you didn't know and. Yeah. So that's devastating. You know, alienation, totally devastating, you know, um, but praise God, he uses, he uses all our mess to uh, get our attention. You know, one of the, one of the reasons that suffering can be a blessing is uh, there's a, there's a Psalm and I can't quote the Psalm right now uh, that says that uh, it suffering gets you out of the fog of trivia, you know, trivial things like playing video games on your cell phone, being on Facebook too much or whatever, you know, video games, period. You know, I tell, tell, I talk to a lot of young men and I, t- I tell them, say, hey, listen, you want the, you want the, you want the best looking girl in the class? Stay off the video games and stay off the porn. <laughs> There's not a lot of you, you know, mm-hmm. our whole culture. Did I just, did I just make your show like, I, I said I shouldn't have said that, but oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll just mark the show explicit. That's all. <laughs> You're gonna have to now. We said we said the p word. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know what? We got to talk about that. That's and that's why we have a men's group. I mean, that's every man. They call it every man's battle. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's like and how many marriages get destroyed because of that. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. what we're doing, man. Trying to trying to trying to honor God as we figure out this mess ourselves as we clean ourselves up a little bit not not to be justified but to be sanctified you know mm-hmm. yeah. well, hey, don't jump off okay uh, okay love the gals a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms I'm your host Marianne Petrie author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids is not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth please join us again in the future here with uh, Joe Gormley and other Yes, thank you so much again, Joe. Thank you. <laughs>